Welcome to another edition of the Instant Journeyman Podcast, Whatever Wednesday series. That's where we have guests from all over the map to talk about anything ranging from sports to politics, musicals, food, and even safety, or really whatever we want to talk about. Uh, So please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, If you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online, where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, Orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, All orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is none other than Cassidy Nicholas. Yes, that same one that I had on for a Monday motivation two to three weeks ago. we brought her back for Whatever Wednesday, and uh, specifically the Whatever Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so she can talk about how she got that amazing six-pack back just six months postpartum. Um, but on top of all that, we talked about her you know, pregnancy. We talked about working out while she was pregnant. We talked about how she decided she was going to do a home birth. Um, then we talked about being a new parent. And being a step-parent, because uh, her and I share that in, in common. We're both step-parents. Uh, we also talked about, you know, running a business during COVID and, you know, the whole epic interval training uh, model that has now changed. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. I think you're going to learn quite a bit about calorie deficit and the, you know, myths or fake news that you hear about that all over Instagram and social media. Um, so I just tune in and enjoy. All right. Welcome back, Cassidy. It's so good to have you back again. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it has been quite some time. Three weeks to be exact. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to have you on again because we, we touched base a little bit about uh, your uh, being being a parent, you know, a new parent. And we talked about, you know, postpartum and all that uh, very briefly on, on the Monday Motivation and got a lot of great feedback on that, right? A lot of DMs coming in saying, like, we want to hear more about Cassidy and, you know, how, how she managed to really kind of snap back really quickly uh, after pregnancy. Um, so I, I wanted to have you on just to, you know, talk about that. Apparently, I have a lot of a lot of listeners that are, are very interested, uh, maybe a lot of female listeners, I don't know. Um, so, or guy listeners that just want to learn, you know, how to, uh, how to get their wives back into shape after having a baby. I don't know. Uh, yeah. so, so I, I wanted to have you on and talk about that, but I also want to talk about a couple things. You and I share a unique bond in that we are both step parents. Right. Um, and, and, I wanted to talk about that, so I, I figure we'll, we'll we'll kick it off uh, this whatever Wednesday with uh, step parent. It's gonna be step parent Wednesday. 
All right. I like it. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I was wondering, do you have like I, I have, you know, challenges uh, with uh, my stepkids uh, as as far as, you know, a lot of times they 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 don't listen and it's 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 hard you walk that fine line of discipline right like you don't like obviously i I never hit the kids but you 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 have to raise your voice and things like that do you ever feel weird raising your voice or do you not raise your voice a hundred percent i mean that's probably the the hardest part of the trickiest part about step parenting is knowing where's your place to step in or or how to handle things um but for me I think it's kind of awesome to be a step parent because you always get to defer, right? Like <laughs> you, especially you know, Alex is around ninety nine point nine percent of the time when his son is around. So I just you know can close my mouth and give Alex a look and let him do the talking, you know. <laughs> so, <be> lifted. <laughs> yeah, so I like to be as respectful as possible in all aspects of this to, you know, his, his mom. So I, I try not to do anything that I think that she wouldn't want me to do or overstep. And, you know, there's this also this point of like wanting the kid to like you. Like, so <laughs> I get to not discipline, although I, I do, of course I have to say things and, you know, tell him to do things what you know do to his plate after dinner or like get your shoe you know i have to do the normal day-to-day things with like a, a toddler i guess he's a little boy now not a toddler but um that is also kind of the cool thing about step parenting is you can also just do the fun stuff and not have to always be the disciplinarian um what i always say to myself i don't think i've said this no i've said this to alex my goal in being a step parent is that when he gets to high school and he's talking with his buddies and his buddies are like, Oh, is that your stepmom? Like, what, what do you think? She's hot. Like, oh my God. No, <laughs> that's um, going to happen. You know it. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, um, no, that they're like, Oh, like, is she cool? Or like, do you like her? I would say like, I get, uh, you know, a D, a, f- a failing, an F grade if he says, no, like, she's the worst, okay? I get a D if she, if he's like, yeah, she's all right. I get a C if she's, if he's like, yeah, yeah, she's good. I get a B if he's like, no, nah, she's great. And I get an A if he's like, I love her. She's the fucking best. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, so anyway, my, that I just kind of made up that scale, but you know, I want him to speak highly of me and just like, I don't know, we, we just have a a good relationship. Um, and I don't know, that's, that's kind of how I think about it. No, I, I, it's, 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 it's unique because I think it's, it's different for every single, uh, step parent out there because like I, I have a lot of uh, that responsibility that you can defer um, because, you know, when Fran is is working, it's just me and the boys, right? Yeah, you're uh, their around dad. them a lot more by yourself than I am. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean a lot. So so what what happens is like their dad only takes them, you know, one or two days a week, uh, and then you know Fran, you know she she works five days a week. I would love for Fran to be able to. Uh, you know, stay be a stay at home mom, but at the same time, 
you know, the podcast hasn't taken off that well. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's it's actually done awesome. Uh, I'm I'm at a thousand downloads uh, already, and it's it's I think just nine weeks. Uh, nice. So I'm I'm super excited about that. I know it's not a lot. I tell everybody I know it's not a lot, but it it it, it means a lot to me um, because starting from scratch, it's it's hard. You know, it's hard like to just. It gain listeners and I love doing it. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, I do a lot of the disciplining, right? Cause Fran has been a single mom for a while now. So her method or her, her theory back then was, you know, I work and then I get to spend time with my kids and I feel guilty because I have to be away from them for so long when I work. And this is when, you know, she was single and she's like, and then, when I get home, the last thing I want to do is just, you know, yell at them or, 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 or critique them on things. She's like, so I don't, you know, I, I don't like to discipline them too much. Yeah. Now it wasn't a free for all. Like she's, she's a great mom, but it was, it was very, you know, hit or miss. Like they would really have to go ahead and do something crazy in order for her to be like, all right, that's it. You know, you guys are grounded, you know, things like that. Um, but now that I'm in the picture, like she's slowly coming over to my side where I'm like, no, we have to make sure that they are so disciplined, uh, not militant. Like, like you said, uh, on your Monday motivation with your mom, you know, she wasn't militant, but you guys knew that you had responsibilities and you knew that you had to chip in. And that's my goal. And, and, you know, you said, uh, you, your rating from a F to a, to an A, uh, my rating is a little different. You know, my rating is I, I tell the boys this all the time because they'll get mad at me, like, because I'll tell them they have to pick up, you know, something. And they'll be like, why? It's not even mine. And they'll throw a tantrum and and, and, and cry. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just asked you to pick up trash that's on the floor that I, one of you did. And both of you say you did it. <laughs> There's only three of us home. I know I didn't. You two. It's one of you. So I'm they laughing will... because I could like that exact you're using your exact tone of voice. I can just picture you doing this all day and you trying to use logic with a young oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> and that is, that is my, that's my biggest flaw is I try to use logic with, with children. Yeah. I try to use logic with children. And I actually, I just had that conversation yesterday. I was in my office. Kitson came downstairs to my office and he's like, I don't have to do this, uh, this one worksheet. And it says it literally on his homework. It says, you know, uh, I think it's multiplication by, by, by fives. He's like, I don't have to do it. I was like, well, let's look at this logically. And he's like, well, w what do you mean logically? And I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do I, how do I, how do I go ahead and justify it? So I, I go, Siri, how do you define logic? <laughs> okay. And then, so she confused them even more. And then I was like, <laughs> all right. I was like, well, let's just read what it says. And if it says it, we should probably do it. He's like, but I don't have to. And he got really upset. Like, kind of like teary-eyed. I was like, all right, then don't do it. But I'm going to write a note here on the side saying that you told me you didn't have to do it because you're going to do it in class. And and he's like, fine. And then we left it at that. But I was like, okay. But no, when 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 it's, when it's they go ahead and do that, I, I tell them all the time, listen, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to go ahead and make sure when you grow up, you can be a functioning person in society. I said, nobody likes somebody that wants everything handed to them. Nobody wants 
somebody to be friends with somebody that thinks that the rules don't apply to them. I said, so I'm putting rules in place that because they're like, you have so many rules. I'm like, I'm putting rules in place. So when you go out into the real world, you understand that, oh, wow, Jeremy wasn't being just a jerk. Like he did that for a reason. And 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 I can I can, yeah. you know, correlate You're this playing with, the long game. Right. right exactly. <laughs> I'm playing, I am. I'm playing the long game 100 yeah. percent. But I can I can correlate this with a lot of things that, that you guys do at Epic. Right. Because a lot of these movements, you're like, what the frig does this do for me? Right. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Especially when we're doing like obstacle course training, we're doing the, you know, some funky thing. And then you go and do a race and you're like, what muscle is this working? I get that right, right. Right. That's during the workout. And then when you do a race, you're like, holy shit, that really helped me with this. Oh my yeah. God. They, they do know what they're talking about. So, like, you know, I, 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 I use that example because, most of the people that are going to listen to this podcast are are fans of of Epic, and I'm guarantee you at some point, just like me, when I first started doing Epic, I was like, "What the hell are these guys doing? Like, this is the dumbest thing ever." And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like that made me so much better in the race. So I, yeah. I that's that's the game I'm playing with the boys. Is yeah. I tell them I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to help you be the best you can be. You know, and and. I tell them all the time, like, I'm not here. I'm not trying to be your dad. I will never replace your dad. Your dad is a very important role in your life. I will never replace him. But at the same time, I hope that you look to me as somebody you can talk to about anything, about everything. And, you know, and, and I will always be there for you. So that, that's, that's the, the message that I gave them. Yeah. And I, I keep on giving them. Yeah. I like that. That just goes to show you how different our roles can be too, just as you being a stepdad and me being a stepmom. And I mean, Leah has like two um, awesome parents and not to say that um, your stepkids don't. Fran is an awesome mom. I can't speak to the father, but you know, what I'm dealing with is he already has a awesome mom and an awesome dad that are around all the time. Right. That, right. You know, so I, I'm not, he's not spending a significant amount of time with just me. So whatever his parents have decided, have, you know, set in place for him as far as standards of behavior, they're already set. So it's my job to just reinforce those. And then yes, to be his friend, I get you. I'm not there to like, just be his friend. That would be kind of weird. I also obviously have to discipline him, but Right. I am just kind of like a bonus person to like love him and be there for him. And then of course he's young. So take care of the, the basic needs and things that need to get done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think that's, that's very true. Now um, I, I realize, you know, he's, he's a lot younger than, than our, my boys. Well, not a lot. He's what? Five, four, almost five, almost five. Yeah. Five so in January. He's about four, four years younger than, than our, my boys. But what's funny is, I, I, I was I was actually telling Jim on on his whatever Wednesday podcast that uh, uh, we talked about money and because they're very into money and whenever they get money uh, it's you know it's 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 spent right away and and you'll 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 come to this eventually um, but whenever they get money they spend it right away so I said listen I go every dollar you save I'll give you five percent interest. Uh, listen, yeah, and, I listened to this one with Jim. And, 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 and it, was, it was awesome because now Kitson's got like almost $500 saved up. 
Oh my gosh. JMO has two hundred dollars saved. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna break me <laughs> yeah. financially. But but yeah, it's it's so funny. And That's um, awesome. I, I, I love it. I, I so I'm I'm trying to be that person that instills yeah. certain things in them. So they're at a cool age where you can you can teach them a lot of stuff like that. And let me just right. say also real quick that like parenting in general is super difficult and I don't have it all figured out. So for me, it's also like I get to observe. I have a seven month old baby, so I get to kind of observe and um, see what works and doesn't work or what we may want to do differently with Jacksby. I don't have the answers yet like uh, for some things behavior things that come up i'm like you know i have no idea what to do here like how do you get a kid to do this or not do this or whatever it is so i still have a lot to learn as well and so i'm learning by observing and i got a lot of toddler books to read before jack's beast that age that's awesome of course so i couldn't still right now 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 yeah so transitioning into you know having a baby uh before before we do that transition did did you uh you know you because you were a step parent before you were uh, a parent so did did being a step parent like kind of accelerate because i know that you and i have talked about you know wanting kids like you know, uh, different times, but you're like, yeah, you know, I want to focus a little bit more on me and do a couple things before I have my own. And then when you became a step parent, did that accelerate the, the, the time frame of wanting to have your own or was it just like, you know, status quo, like, no, it was, it was just time at this point that I wanted it. No, to be honest, I don't think it did. I think it was just still the, the right time for me as far as like, uh, I don't know how to say emotional, but yeah, I guess so, some ways emotional readiness, physical readiness, as far as slowing down in my athletics and um, getting into my thirties. Yeah, it just kind of happened. I I knew I always knew I wanted to have kids. Like I I've come from a family, I'm the youngest of four kids, um, and I know I like big families. I want to have kids, and all throughout my twenties, I'd say, yeah, I want to have kids, but I don't. I want to want to have them, right? I don't want them now. And it just kind of happened, like developed naturally. But I don't know that being a step parent before that necessarily accelerated it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, let's get into your, your, your pregnancy. Cause when, when you were pregnant, which, uh, you, you, you found out, uh, when did you find out you found out, was it September or August? Let's see, June. I think I got pregnant in June, July. Uh, I guess August because yeah, I found out when August. it was eight, eight weeks. Oh wow, eight weeks. Okay, yeah. So you you found out in August. What what was going through your mind? Um. Well, so we had planned on having. Uh, I was okay. So it was you know earlier in the year, and we were having a, our wedding cruise. So Alex and I eloped the previous year. And then we were having like a little wedding cruise that, that coming October, which you were on, of course. Yep. And um, I was like, okay, after the cruise, I, you know, we'll start trying. And that's what I was saying earlier in the year. And then one day earlier in the year, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to wait that long. Um, I, I guess I was just starting to feel ready. I was like, it was kind of like when you, you're like just waiting for your future to start. It just, that's what it started to feel like, right? Like, I'm just waiting for this thing to start and I guess I'm ready for it to start. So we, it was a really brief conversation. I was like, you know, I don't think I want to wait till then. And so the second we stopped preventing it, it happened immediately. 
So um, I was surprised at that. I just thought because of my years of hard athletics and, you know, a, a lot of times of like, I thought I assumed I messed up my hormones and, you know, cause I would lose my period sometimes just with all the heavy athletics. So I, I assumed it would be hard to get pregnant. So I was like, okay, as soon as we start trying, it'll take a few months. So that's why I didn't know till eight weeks. I had no idea it would be that quote unquote easy for me. And I feel very um, fortunate that it was. Um, but yeah, I was surprised, uh, excited. I was in New York for Epic Interval Championships and I was going to, you know, compete in it too. I mean, we were running the event, but I would hop in it for fun. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What can't I do? Like I, I didn't compete because I didn't know, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh crap, I have to figure out how to be pregnant and learn a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, but no, I was, I was excited. I was ready. And like I said, actually, I don't know if it was on this one or our Monday motivation. I talked about a little bit about how I slowed down in my competition because I was experiencing a lot of like deep, deep fatigue. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was adrenal fatigue and I still think I, I deal with that a little bit, but, um, it made me slow down because I, I would work out hard and I would have to like sleep for three days. I'm not even kidding. It's like this, this feeling that somebody literally unplugged me and I could like barely get off the couch. Like it was bad. So in, that happening toward the end of, you know, actually, I remember the breaking point was the last episode I filmed of Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. It was the, um, the one where the All Stars, um, yeah, the All Star episode where I was partners with Ian, and um, yeah. Anyway, I remember getting to the hotel in California, and I have like super bad night sweats, which speaks to like messed up can speak to messed up hormones soaking the bed like three times like switching from bed to bed because I had like a double room I just remember this night so well because I was already dealing with this and I was like just so over it I felt I, I felt like I had like I felt like I was sick so that's what it almost felt like like I was ill it, it feels like you're the day before you get really sick but you never actually are sick sick so anyway night before that competition I woke up um <laughs> so funny. I, I don't know if I should tell this story, but I'm going to because I remember this so well. So I woke up, I was in line at the Starbucks of the ho hotel Starbucks. And Hunter came up to me, you know, I hadn't seen him in years, not years, I don't know, maybe a year or more. He's like, Hey, buddy, what's up? How's it going? And I felt like such shit. I was just like, I just like kind of like half opened my eyes and was just like, hi, like, <laughs> I, 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 and he was like, oh, oh, somebody's like grumpy this morning or, you know, just being himself, which is right. fine. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I remember saying to myself, okay, after this filming, I'm done. I'm done working out. I'm, I'm stopping until I figure this shit out. I ended up going to all sorts of doctors and stuff. But anyway, I stopped. Um, I took, I don't know, weeks, weeks off of working out and just tried to heal myself, get different blood tests, figure it out. I never actually figured it out, but I learned how to manage, you know, my fatigue with like knowing when I could exert, exert myself, how much I could exert myself. Sorry, this is like a huge backstory, but it leads. No, up to no, getting, I like it. It leads up to getting pregnant. So I think that that pulling back in that way for almost a year. I, I pulled back. I think that really set me up mentally and physically to get pregnant. So 
um, when I got pregnant, it wasn't like, oh shit, like my obstacle course career is over. Like I can't do things. Like I've seen a lot of people in sports, um, especially OCR, like get pregnant and kind of seems like it like bums them out. And they're like, I can't wait to get back. I never felt like that, which I feel grateful for. I feel like I had my slowdown before and I didn't have any FOMO, any desire to be and doing any racing. So it was just a really good timing for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I see it all the time. Most people, when they, when they do get pregnant, they either continue to do obstacle course racing, which I think is like interesting, you know, that they, they're doing races while they're pregnant. Um, and then others will just go ahead and, and stop completely and, and get a little depressed. But I, I, I love that you were, you were already like kind of like phasing it out. So that, yeah, that's, exactly. that's what made it easier for you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's great. But that being so, said, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. That being said, what? I was just going to say going, taking that into my pregnancy, I, I, I was still able to, it was awesome actually. Like I loved being pregnant. I was, I was lucky or whatever you want to call it. I was, I'm, I'm grateful that I had a really great experience being pregnant. I loved it. And I loved it from the perspective of working out. It was like, I had come to a good point in my fitness and eating where, you know, I've tried all the diets, I've strived for the six pack, all that in like my past in my early twenties. And I came to a point of like knowing, like, you know, never having to count a calorie, knowing what I, my body wanted to eat and just working out uh, when I felt good, no longer over exercising. So I was at a good point before it, but being pregnant was awesome because it allowed me to develop even deeper in those things. And because when you're working out when you're pregnant, you're purely only able to work out for your mental and physical health, right? Because you're not going to get a six pack. <laughs> so right. it's actually uh, kind of a really cool practice and a really cool thing because um, I had never done that before. I mean, obviously I worked out because I loved it and my health, but you know, everybody works out because they're aesthetics as well. So it was a really cool thing to see what working out looked like um, without that ulterior motive. So I was still doing epic workouts and, you know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, looks kind of crazy, a big belly going through epic classes, but it was awesome because I, you know, I did a few a week. I moved really slowly. I just laughed through the whole thing. I had such a good time. Um, I did have this, do you remember on the cruise when I played basketball? Do you remember this? Yep. Okay. So on this wedding cruise that Jeremy was on, I played, I was four months pregnant and I played on a three on three basketball tournament and, um, the, everybody, um, there's some adults there who were like, you know, are you, this is a kind of a dumb idea. Are you sure? But you know, you can't tell a pregnant lady what to do. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to be diving on the ground. Like is somebody really going to elbow me right in the stomach that hard, you know? So I was like, what's, what's the problem? So it was fine. We got second, but we had a really good run. Um, <laughs> it was really fun, but I did hurt myself, but in a way that I didn't expect. So I guess all that cutting and agility, um, you know, especially at that point around four months, you have all this, this hormone called relaxin that does exactly what it sounds like. It relaxes all the muscles and ligaments around your pelvis. And, um, at that point in my pregnancy, it was a really bad idea. It turns out like I woke up the next morning and I could barely walk because I just irritated those ligaments around my, my pubic bone. 
a lot. And so that lingered throughout my whole entire pregnancy, actually. It's called a uh, pubis diastasis. It's basically just like where your pubic bone comes together. There's all these ligaments and they're like too loosey goosey. So anything single leg hurt me like walking. I couldn't go for walks, which sucked because I love going for walks, especially on the boardwalk where we were living in Miami Beach. But I could do kettlebell swings. I could do squats. Anything where I was planted on two feet felt fine. But like lunges, I couldn't, I didn't do a single lunge my whole pregnancy. So I did, that was the only bad thing about my pregnancy, but I did have um, a lot that I could do. So anyway, I loved being pregnant and uh, working out and having that experience and eating. Same thing. You're only eating to nourish yourself and your baby. <laughs> so it was, it was cool to see what that looked like without the alternative ulterior motive of aesthetics. Yeah, that's, I mean, because before you were pregnant, I mean, you were pretty ripped. I, I remember, poof, I remember you did that, that fitness, was it fitness or physique competition? Yeah. Um, and you were jacked and you just, you, you maintained that and then you got pregnant and now let's go into a little postpartum. So you, you had Jaxby. Yep, in the shower. How long? And, and yes, that's that's yeah. Let's 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 not skip over that. Let's let's <laughs> no. let's 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 just talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Yeah, um, I totally I totally forgot about it. Uh, you had her in the shower at home. Yeah, planned, planned, home planned. Birth. Yeah, but 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 let's 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 just like let's put this out there. It wasn't like a small shower. It was a huge shower. You know, yeah, it's a big yeah. shower. Yeah, it's a like, big shower. You can fit like five people in there. Yeah, we did actually. Like two midwives, me, Alex. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what what made you want to go this route? Because I I remember you told me because we're 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 pretty close, right? So you you told me about all this. Then I talked to Alex about it, and he's like, you know, not for nothing. He's like, I'm scared. Like, yeah. He's like he's like I. I support her because this is what she wants to do. But you know, like, holy shit, man! Like, there's a lot that can go wrong, and it's 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 at my house. Like, I don't I don't know if that's the best you know thing, but I'm not gonna tell her that, you know. Yeah. And and I was like, I was like, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, so, I, so what, I knew what what, what made you want to do this, and then and then tell us about it. Yeah. So the background is when I got pregnant, I had no desire to do a home birth. My sister had, did a couple home births. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, uh, did a home birth. So it's I'm familiar. I was very familiar with it, and especially because my sister and my sister's awesome. Like um, she actually started this course toward being a doula. My sister has four kids, and she just um, is fostering a, a fifth baby right now, which is awesome. But wow. She's just she's a rock star. Yeah. So she, I knew about it. I was familiar with it, but I was like, yeah, for me. Right now, I don't have a specific desire to do a home birth or an out-of-hospital birth, as some might refer to it, because you could do a birth center or a home birth. So I don't have a desire for out-of-hospital. Um, I know this girl, Emily Steinwick, and I think I said her name last name right, uh, in California. Uh, I knew her from when I used to live out there from Deuce Gym. And she is part of BirthFit, which is a company started by Lindsay Matthews. Um, they just help women with, you know, pre uh, preconception, uh, prenatal, postnatal, everything that has to do with birth and birthing and getting pregnant, they, you know, support and have education and resources for that. So I was familiar with this company, BirthFit. Emily actually reached out to me 
randomly because she does, she does some coaching and she's a doula. And before I was pregnant and said, are you, you know, just let you know, you know, I, I offer this coaching even for people who are just, you know, thinking about conceiving. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I actually kind of, this is right around the time where I was saying to Alex, like, maybe we shouldn't wait till the end of the year. So it was just interesting timing. We had a phone call. Like two weeks later, it turns out during that phone call, I was pregnant, but I didn't know it. And then and <laughs> long story short, I ended up hiring her as just like a, a coach. I had weekly calls with her. Um, she had had a home birth. I had weekly calls with her just to talk about, she would answer any questions I had about pregnancy. We would just talk about, you know, emotional stuff or, you know, what I was dealing with, um, anything in my life just to set me up for a happy um birth, right? Just to deal with anything in my life. So that was really helpful, but she wasn't one of those people. She wasn't, she never at any point tried to convince me to have a home birth. She thinks, she thinks, uh, just as I think the company of birth, it does it like you should birth however you want and however you feel most comfortable. That's the way you should birth. Um, but I read this, I was simultaneously reading this book that my sister recommended to me. I, I asked her for the reference. She also was not you know, telling me to have home birth in any way. It's called birthing from within. So if anyone doesn't, anyway, you should read that book if you're, if you're getting pregnant or whatever. Um, and just by reading that book, I came to my own conclusion. I just, that I decided that first of all, statistically it's, we could go in, I don't have the statistics on me, but seriously, I know it's a guy thing to like, want to be protective and want to do the safe thing and all the what ifs, but it is seriously, statistically less dangerous to have a home birth than to have a hospital birth. And um, yes, part of the reason is you can only have, you can only be a low risk pregnancy and have a home birth. So the statistics at a hospital include a lot of high risk pregnancies. But, um, you know, when you know the facts, you know that it's not dangerous, you know that you're also five minutes from the nearest hospital. Okay, it's Miami, maybe 15 minutes with traffic. <laughs> um, then I got to thinking just about my birthing environment, how this birthing is like the coolest, most important experience I will ever have. It's one of the coolest things that happens on the earth. And it's important, like how I want to have my birth experience is important. And I just pictured myself like in a hospital. Okay. We got the neon lights. We have all these people around me. We have these monitors. We have, um, all these people asking me questions, prodding me. Now, whether or not, you know, you can refuse a lot of the things that they want to do to you at a hospital as far as monitoring or, of course, pain meds, you get to decide. However, when you're in the most pain you've been in your entire life, you're in the biggest athletic event of your life, I don't want anyone asking me anything. Or And then, and then if I decided that I wanted an unmedicated birth, I don't want people to offer me medication because I'm going to take it. <laughs> like if I was at a hospital, I would have taken an epidural and there's nothing wrong with taking epidural. I truly believe that, but it's just something that I pre-decided that I didn't want. And I knew that I wouldn't be strong enough to not take it if it was there. <laughs> so um, that's essentially, I, I just really all of a sudden felt really strongly. I went from not wanting an out of hospital birth to feeling really strongly that I wanted to be able to control my environment. I wanted to be a chill, dimly lit area with few people and be able to get in my zone and do this incredible like athletic feat the way I needed to do it without people asking me questions and neon lights and things beeping all around me.
Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. I just I, I looked it up. Home births increased by seventy seven percent in two uh, between two thousand four to two thousand seventeen, which went from just a half a percent of of people gave home births to one percent. So one percent of people that have births are home births. Yeah, and it's not funny that like it used obviously at some point in time it was it was the it was, only. Right, exactly. Option, yeah. The other way, and you know, it's different in different countries. It's a uh, more common, but um, this it actually also I so I had my baby. I had Jaxby. Her name is Jaxby Jade. She's the best. She was born March twentieth of twenty twenty, which, as you guys remember, was prime time COVID lockdown. Like literally, everything was just happening, and full lockdown happened for the first time maybe a week before that. So that was also a lot of people ask me if I planned that because as a lot of people know, still people are limiting people that could be in the hospital. You know, some people can't even have a birth partner or a doula in, which is just like a crime against humanity. Um, so a lot of people ask me if I planned that after COVID and no, it was, it was already the plan, but it happened to work out perfectly because I would not especially wanted to be at a hospital during that time. So it worked out really well. Yeah, I, I I thought it was really cool. I mean, you you even shared some pretty awesome pictures. Um, awesome in the sense of like it just like beautiful, like to 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 see the the emotions at that time. Whoever took the pictures captured it really well. Yeah, um, um, she is amazing. I last minute I decided to do a birth photographer because that's like another thing in the birth home birth world that like I was like oh I don't know, and then like last minute I hired her it's quite expensive just because you need, they need to be on call. Right. And she was there all night with me. So just like a doula, you need to be on call. So you're kind of paying for that, but she was an amazing photographer and she actually um, surprised me with a video. And I don't know if you saw it cause I have not posted it. Um, I might post it at some point, but it's, you know, a little bit more intense, the video version, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's not like super graphic, but um she surprised me with a video after she posted it on her Instagram, of course, with my permission. And I reposted it in my story. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a video. Anyway, I highly recommend. I'm so, 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 so glad I, I had her there because again, it's like the most important event of your life. Mine certainly up until this point. So it's, it's very cool to have those pictures. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think that's awesome. I, I haven't seen the video, but you know, when when we do visit you in Fort Myers, we will uh, we'll have to have a viewing party. Okay, or I'll just text it to you. Or you can text. But <laughs> <laughs> so we could also sit around and watch a three minute video together. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is, so now fast forward, not fast forward, but go go forward to. You have Jaxby now. She's awesome. Doesn't sleep much, but you're still working out. And I think you bounced back pretty darn well, you know, to the point where you are back to, you know, the, the normal Cassidy with abs, right? I am. And it doesn't, sometimes I, I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. And I do want to take the time to explain this. I think it's a huge misconception and people, it's like, this is this huge thing. First of all, you use the term bounce back, which is just something that I, I mean, I don't care if people use it, but it's just, 
there's so much pressure on a woman and people say all the time, oh, you're a bounce right back. There's such funny things that people say to pregnant people, especially fit pregnant people. They tell you not to do certain things or, you know, they say, oh, you're going to bounce right back or, oh, your baby's going to be born with abs, like all these weird things people say. <laughs> um, well, I would never say your baby's going to be born with abs, but <laughs> well, but bounce back. I get, I get bounce back can be kind of like, like a bad term. Um, but what I, what I mean by that is like you – were super duper fit you went your body went through an amazing you know feat right it went it went and grew a human inside of it and then and then you know how how long until you were you know back to what you were before pregnancy uh, i would say about i'm i'm 7 months postpartum now i would say about 5 to between month five and six, like I have like abs again, which is bizarre. But let me just explain because um, in the beginning, I I did take it really slow. There's some things I would have done differently. I probably would have gone even slower. But I, first of all, I, I didn't leave my bedroom for four days. I laid in for four days. And then after that, you know, I think it was, wasn't until like 10 days that I went outside and took a walk. Like the next, after those four days, all I did was go downstairs to the living room and then upstairs one time at the end of night. I had really bad tearing, by the way. Uh, we didn't even really talk about the actual birth, but we, there's just so much to talk about. We'll just talk about postpartum. It, you know, she came out. I mean, we could, we could talk, we could talk about it. Yeah. We could talk about the actual birth. It was really, really, really horrible and painful. And, um, I'm glad I did the home birth because everything, you know, went as well as it could. It was way worse than anything I could have ever imagined. I thought stupidly that because I've, you know, I am strong and I have some, a lot of experience being in pain and athletic events that I could, you know, be familiar with it. It was nothing that I was familiar with. It was unbelievably painful. I vomited violently after most contractions, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, the labor was about nine hours, which I'm lucky, I guess was fairly short. Um, pushing was about an hour. I'm just kind of getting the highlight reel here. And I tore a lot. Like I have like, I had like a lot of stitches and which, you know, they do right there on my bed, got stitched up on my bed. And, um, but anyway, the more you tear, the more, the harder the recovery is. So I stayed in for a long time. I started walking and then I started, um, birth fit has like a immediately postpartum. It's called birth fit basics. It's like 30 days, uh, to start at like four weeks, I believe. And it's like rehab stuff. It's like dead bugs and, you know, slow movement, diaphragmic breathing stuff to rehab because you, you know, you just had a major injury essentially. Um, and it's not about working out. It's not about bouncing back. It's about rehabilitation, just like after a surgery. So I tried to do that. I, I admit that I think at three weeks, I remember trying to like, I was like, Oh, let me just add a little bit of weight, like to this simple hinge movement. Like, you know, essentially I picked up a kettlebell for a deadlift and I like, did, you know, I was like, Oh, why don't I just take this along for some goblet squats while I'm at it? And like, you know, it's, I was going very slowly, but, uh, and then after that, your body tells you, you know, you, you have like a little bit more bleeding or discomfort and I could tell. So there were, there were times where I tried to go a little bit further and I, I should have just waited, waited, waited because it feels like forever. And I just got antsy just as far as wanting to move. But that being said, I did, I did go fairly slow and I did the birth fit 
basics. And then I started doing Epic classes. I'm talking like uh, maybe two months postpartum or maybe eight weeks, so a little bit less than two months. Um, I started just doing maybe one or two classes a week, only body weight, really slow. And it was just progressive. I, over time, I leveled up or I added a little bit of weight and then I added more weight. So I really did try to go slow, a lot of like walking and still just trying to do like rehab exercises and stuff like that. So I, I did start really slow. Um, and then I would say about, let's see, we moved to Fort Myers when I was four months, which actually was four months. So I would say around by then I was um, pretty much back to being able to do Epic workouts uh, fairly normally. Now, remember my background on my like adrenal fatigue and stuff. I'm still, uh, I still, that's like yet to be seen. Like I still actually, I'm just figuring out right now that that's still kind of a thing for me. So I have to gauge when I'm going hard or when I'm going easier, but you know, I could do workouts definitely now at seven months. I, I feel like I could do pretty much everything. Um, but what people don't understand as far as why and how I, I got this like six pack at like six months, six pack at six months, I should sell a program. There um, you go. <laughs> no, that's honestly, this is such a hard topic for me because people get the wrong idea. First of all, this was never like a, a huge goal of mine. I know it sounds really silly to say, and people are like, of course you want your body to be look good and you want your own self back and you want to feel, but honestly, like I said, I was in a good spot and I was in a good spot also to be able to take the time to recover. So I wasn't in any like huge rush. Um, so it happened really organically with just as let's talk about workouts first. Then I'll talk about nutrition, which is of course the most important part. With the workouts, right, I progressively also keeping in mind that I might get this fatigue again. I really wanted to gauge my intensity, go really slowly. Um, so even to this day, I only work out, do epic type work type workouts no more than every other day. So maybe like three to four a week. And in between that, I, I still like to move. I like to go for a walk or play pickleball, our new hobby we picked up here in Fort Myers. Love it. Um, stuff like that. So I still am very cautious because I love to move and I love, um, to work out when I feel good. And I'm not one of those people, like you see these posts all the time, like, Oh, I felt terrible or I felt tired, but I worked out and now I feel better. I'm not one of those people. If I feel tired and I feel terrible, I'm all about not working out. <laughs> and I understand that for some people, maybe that turns into every day and they need a different type of message. But for me, like more rest is better. And I hate, I will not work out if I don't feel good and feel like it. So for example, last week on a Tuesday, I, I went, I took my cardio interval, my own class. And it's our most, it's our only high intensity class of the week. It's true high intensity. And that's the first time I had done that high of intensity since before I was pregnant. And I didn't work out for almost a week after that. Now I did walks, I did pickleball. Um, no, I think, sorry, not a week, Tuesday to Saturday. So, you know, so after I do an effort like that, I need to like recharge my battery. That's just like how my body works. I'm sensitive. I need a lot of sleep. I don't know if it's because like I burnt myself out early in life with all these athletics, but what people don't understand, it's not like I've been like hitting the gym all the time, just crunching away, trying to get my abs back 
it's not like that. It's just like, honestly, I've, I listen to my body. I work out smart. I mean, uh, Epic interval training freaking works. I don't care how much of a, uh, a commercial that sounds like, but we use, um, for those of you who don't know, it's a concept where we have eight movements. We do all, uh, we have three levels for every exercise and we do all intervals. So all different intervals, all different timing schemes, but we use body weight and our own weight. So there's no machines or anything like that. And we move very dynamically. We, we do some conventional movement, a lot of compound movement, but a lot of unconventional movement and a lot of strength work. So strength, um, really quick side tangent. I got to try to reel it in. Um, Strength will do a lot, <laughs> a lot more for your uh, body than cardio, right? In, in an aesthetic sense. So you can burn all the calories you want on an elliptical, but it, it's, it's going to do almost nothing because you need to build muscle to see muscle, right? Um, so strength training is going to do a lot more for aesthetics than cardio. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about pure cardio. So when you talk about doing epic, we don't have any machines. So you're always creating that high heart rate with your muscles, whether you do it, that's a jump squat or a goblet squat, right? Whether you're doing like a high intensity plyometric move or you're doing like a strength interval, which is, you know, trying to take some heavy weight, slow, long ranges of motion. Either way, your muscles are working. So you're always killing two birds with one stone. So you're always getting strong, even if you're doing a cardio workout at Epic. So that's kind of um, my theory on why it works so well. So strength works better than cardio. Okay. So Epic interval training, I'm trying to like reel it back to where I came from. <laughs> okay. So Epic works. So that's like fitness, but honestly, I don't push it every day. I listen to my body. I do what feels good. I don't work out if I don't feel good. And that can be, like I said, last Tuesday, that was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that was three days in a row. I needed to recharge my battery. And then I did a coach's workout on Saturday. So I had to work out, but, um, so, oh no, I did a workshop and then a, wor a workout anyway. So now let's talk about nutrition. I'm just kind of running with this. Unless yeah, yeah, no, okay. I, I appreciate it. Like this is this is good information, and this is what people want to hear. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And as far as nutrition, okay, I've been wanting to like write about this on Instagram, but I just I also hate talking about like abs and nutrition because I like to like talk about movement and moving well and coaching and coaching coaches. It's kind of like my area of expertise and passion. But of course, when you have abs, people want to know how you get abs. So I can't help but like talk about it sometimes. Um, but with nutrition, okay, sorry. What I've been wanting to say on Instagram, because I've been seeing this all the time, is I see so many people posting this. You cannot lose weight without being in a calorie deficit. And I've seen it so many different, said so many different ways and so many different posts like, oh, why does intermittent fasting work? Because it puts you in a calorie deficit. Why does keto work? So it puts you in a calorie deficit, blah, 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 calorie deficit, calorie deficit. And yes, it is scientifically true. You cannot lose weight without being in a calorie deficit. However, this is such misinformation and such... It, it, it's almost irrelevant to say, and it's giving the wrong message because being in a calorie deficit is not the only way to change your body composition. Two very different things. So when people see me have a, have a six pack at six months postpartum, they're like, okay, she's been crushing in the gym every day. She's been countering her macros and she's been, you know, in a slow calorie deficit to lose weight because clearly she had a belly and now she has a six pack. So she must've lost weight. False. Absolutely. False. False. Fake news. 
Oh, fake news. Beats Bears Battlestar Galactica. Right. Um, so false. I okay. I actually want to. I can't be bothered to count anything, macros, calories, anything. But I've been wanting to count my calories for like a week just to prove to people that I believe this entire time, every single day, I'm in a calorie surplus. And listen, I'm not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian, but I swear I'm right on this. Um, so hear me out. You have your resting metabolic rate, right? So that's the amount of calories you burn at rest. So you could find this number by doing a simple calculator on a Google search. You could find it more accurately by getting like a body fat test. And it usually also tells you your resting metabolic rate. So say that my resting metabolic rate is 2000 calories, which seems a bit uh, kind of accurate because I, I carry a lot of uh, muscle mass, by the way, muscle um, takes more energy, therefore more calories. So that's why it also pays to do strength and not cardio. You'll have a faster resting metabolic, you'll have a higher resting metabolic rate. So there's this number, right? Say 2000. And then you, I hit a workout. So that was, let's count like workout. So re sorry, resting metabolic rate is how many calories you will burn at rest. Meaning if you woke up and you stayed in bed all day, you would still burn 2000 calories. This is why it's like such bullshit when people are like, well, I didn't work out today, so I'm not going to eat or I'm not going to eat much. Like you still need to eat almost just as much because you're not going to burn that much in a workout. What, three, 500 calories? That's like two bites of dinner. <laughs> not really, but it's like two spoonfuls of peanut butter. <laughs> not really. Again, <laughs> it's not that much right? Um, so, but anyway, so take your workout and then like all the steps you did throughout the day. And I coached and I did this and I'm breastfeeding. That's a huge one too. So this, the, here's another, um, tagline for my book, um, breastfeeding with a six pack at six months postpartum. Um, <laughs> now given just a side note, I, I did buy formula at six months and I've been supplementing a little, but I'm still nursing uh, majority. But anyway, breastfeeding necessitates, burns a lot of calories, right? Needs a lot of calories, burns a lot of calories. So we take this resting metabolic rate, say it's 2000. Say my, all my steps throughout the day, my workout is 500 calories. And then I don't know how much breastfeeding um, burns, but let's just say that all that brings me to 3000 calories that my body needs. So there's this number that your body needs to stay exactly like it is. Say my, my number for the day is 3,000, okay? For my body to stay exactly like it is, 3,000 calories. Now, if I'm a calorie above that, I'm technically in a calorie surplus. If I'm a calorie below that, I'm technically in a calorie deficit, right? Right. Okay, so everyone, because it's nearly impossible to hit your exact number to maintain, you're is somewhat- Is in one or the other. Yeah. So my whole theory throughout this whole- um, postpartum journey, I eat so much. I, my whole thing has been like, okay, I, I want to ensure that I'm in a calorie surplus because surely I'm not going to be able to produce breast milk, have the energy that I want to do and build muscle if I'm in a calorie deficit. It doesn't make any sense. So I literally eat every day thinking like, okay, it's better for me to be in a surplus than in a deficit. So that is how I live my life. I eat in a calorie surplus. I keep telling Alex this every day because I keep, we'll be in the bathroom in the morning. I'm in the mirror. I'm like, what the heck? How am I still getting leaner? Like, how do I even look like this? It doesn't make sense. And he laughs because he knows how much I eat. I eat insane amount of food. And that's why I want to like write it down and count the calories just to like prove to everybody that I, how much I actually eat. Um, 
But anyway, so that's why I say being in a calorie deficit, sure, might be the only way to lose weight, but it's not the only way to change your body composition. So my body composition has changed. But because I've been in a surplus, I mean, I, I carry a lot of muscle. Abs are muscles, as um, some of you may or may not know. So there are muscles that need to be built. Of course, there's this loss of fat to reveal them that is the, the key. But um, that's my theory. My, my body has changed since I've been pregnant. But I, I mean, as far as like weight on the scale, I mean, it's not that different. I mean, I, have, I am back to like, I guess, what I weighed before. But a lot of that weight is before is water, different organs, stuff like that. So once you get rid of all those things and the baby and stuff like that, there's not necessarily a whole lot of fat that you gain. Even though you might have a stomach, it just takes time for your body to um, – I don't want to say – I'm trying to think of a word um, – to, I don't know, get, reshape. <laughs> yeah. Reshape, adjust. Yeah, so – Anyway, that's my theory. I still weigh like 145, 150 pounds. Um, so that's that's pretty girthy. Um, <laughs> girthy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I eat a lot and it helps me um, build muscle, maintain muscle, maintain breastfeeding. And that's my TED Talk. I No, I love that. I mean – I, I think I think a lot of people will be very interested in hearing that. Um, there's no there's no magic pill that will get you a six pack. It's all diet and workout, right? Like yeah. there's no there's no there's no magic potion. There's no I, you know you see those stupid things where you put it on your. It's almost like a stem thing, right? Where you put it on your abs and then it, it it's supposed to be working out your muscles. Oh I mean, God. everybody, everybody in that video is jacked before that, 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 that tool. And I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I'll tell you what, when I had, when I had Bell's palsy, I had a stem, uh, a good friend of ours, Eddie gave me a stem and let me, you know, keep it for the time being. And I had to put it on my face to stimulate those muscles that were paralyzed. Yeah. Now my face muscles aren't jacked. So right. I, I, I find it hard to believe that by doing that, you know, and, and I, I find it hard to believe that if that was the case, why wouldn't they give that to people that have like paralyzed legs or, you know, like maybe have a stroke. So one leg is paralyzed. Why wouldn't they go ahead and do that? So, you know, they can build up the muscle around there and, and, and possibly, you know, uh, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, and that's exactly why I will not be selling a program or writing a book as breastfeeding in six pack at six months because people don't want to hear that all you have to do is eat whole foods, eat in a calorie surplus. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying everyone needs to be in a calorie surplus. That would work for me with how much muscle I carry. But that's why I'm never writing that book because the answer, first of all, I'm not a nutritionist. Second of all, the answer is like drink water, eat good food, and move every day. Like it's not, and, and it's it varies from person to person. What works for you might not work for for you know somebody else. Exactly. And that's and that that's that's kind of the uh, the thing that I, I I've gathered from my Monday motivations is, oh like I think it was I was talking to Jen Esquire right, Doc Jen Fit. Mm -hmm. Um, she she uh, she she nailed it on the head. She's like. What works for me might not work for you. So what I'm telling you, what I do, you know, don't think that if you do it, you're going to have the same results. Yeah. And, and I think that you, you said it as well. You, you know, what works for you 
it works for you. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. So, so don't go crazy about it. Um, now I, I think that there are, uh, you know, plenty of, of, of different ways to, to go about it. But I think that your way is, you know, the tried and true way of, of good old fashioned hard work and eating healthy. Yeah, but it's not even like hard work as far as, like I said, don't get confused hard work with like I'm crushing myself every single day. It's like smart work too. That's what I talked about, exactly what you're saying. I did a a webinar uh, a couple weeks ago on how to lose belly fat. That's everyone's favorite question. And basically I talked about everything I just talked about. But what I started off by saying was if it was as easy as I tell you guys exactly what my workouts are every day and exactly what I eat every day, that would be easy. But everybody's different, so you gotta you gotta really experiment with yourself and listen to yourself. You can't just put yourself in these restrictions and these diets. You need to learn your body. I did a lot of diets throughout my early twenties, or anyway, in my twenties, and I and I learned a lot through that. I learned what works for my body and and stuff like that. So you can learn from temporarily, um, you know, changing the way you eat. But you need to be able to learn something for it and take it into the rest of your life. It needs to be able to be maintainable for your whole life. So diets, I think, are good just for a short amount of time to learn something. And then you need to take that thing you learn and you need to carry it throughout your entire life because consistency and lifestyle are the only thing that work. Yeah, diet, diet, diets don't work. They work short term. But, you know, lifestyle habits, they work, right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I – I, I agree there. Um, now, before we uh, we wrap it up, because we're we're almost at the hour already, which yeah. is awesome. Time flies when you're having fun and talking about babies and uh, and food. Yeah. Um. So, real quick, give me a uh, give me give me what what uh, what you foresee in the future for you. Are you like what's what's in the near future? You know, are are you guys planning on having other kids soon, or is it going to be you know like let's just enjoy Jaxby for a little bit? Um, are you you know going to be doing anything big with Epic? You know anything anything going on at all? And then I would love to share um, you know what what your plans are with Epic and how people can get uh, get into the Zoom classes. Yeah, for sure. Um- as far as the baby making, um, Jack's is seven months. Honestly, I'm still a little bit terrified to go through the experience of, even though I said I love being pregnant, it's just like a thing. It's a, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially birth. I'm, I feel like still a bit scarred from that experience. So again, my experience was good, but it hurt. So um, that being said, I do kind of want to bang them out, to be honest. Like I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that you're so just honest about it. I just want to bang it out. Yeah, I kind of just want to get them, you know, over with. Um, and yeah, I also like the idea of having kids fairly close in age. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Not not any time in the next couple months, couple months, but maybe like I don't know, next year, end of next year. Think about get pregnant. pregnant again. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, and then, and then uh, what about what about uh, your epic adventures? Are you uh, are you planning anything so, big? And then what what's funny is is I had Hunter on uh, at the end of October uh, for a whatever Wednesday, and and one thing he mentioned was how he misses 
uh, you know, those 24 hour challenges and things like that. And I was, God, I was those wondering, are awesome. Oh my God. Like I, I can't get enough of it. Like I remember every year we did it, you know, for, and we did it for like three years uh, or two years with, epic uh new york and then rhode island did it i went up there for that because alex couldn't be there so i went up and i i just it was so fun it yeah was so i did fun. one in providence as well i won the one in providence um i even beat alex i won for men and women oh that was probably the hardest thing i've ever done after childbirth humble humble brag <laughs> yeah that was that was no yo that was a straight brag no humbleness there i mean i'm proud of that to be honest with you I would too. I would too. <laughs> I'm not an endurance athlete. Um, so that, anyway, I had so much fun though, just the energy and the people and whatever. So, uh, so for Epic, yeah, I would love to do that again. We got to talk about that. But for those of you who don't know, what we just talked about was a, it's called the Epic Badass Challenge. We used to do like annually or when a new Epic opened. It's essentially a 24 hour Epic work, Epic circuit. <laughs> Um, with a little bit of an obstacle twist. So it's a little bit more obstacle-y and there's like a short uh, amount of running or like little little run penalties um, and as many laps or as many circuits as you could get done in 24 hours. So that's what we we're talking about. Um, Epic. So my goals right now with Epic are, I mean, I'm trying to work small. So I actually, when I came here, another thing uh, is I started Jacksby and Daycare, which uh, has been awesome actually. Obviously it's hard at first, and there's a little bit of mom guilt, of course, because I'm not working full time. I'm just kind of uh, working part time, essentially. Um, but it's cool because I, I drop Jaxby off. I come back. I, I work from home. I have my little garage gym. I can film content. I work on the computer. And then I, pick, I, I can pick her up whenever, as short or as long as I want. So then I get to pick her up. And then it's the favorite part of my day. <laughs> um, and so my goals right now, since I do just work part-time, right, I'm still have a lot of baby to take care of. I, I like to give myself like small manageable goals. So my goals right now are to, of course, like support the licensees. I still, the main thing I do is write programming. So, or, or the main, one of the main parts of my job, I wrote, the, I write the workouts that everyone does at all the epics across the country. I take a lot of pride in that. I put a lot of work into that. I love doing it. Um, so we work on monthly programming. So I, I write new workouts every month and film them, of course. And then my new goal that I've been doing ever since I've been here is I do uh, monthly virtual workshops, which I'd love for anybody to join. I've done one on interval training for strength. And then I did one on hanging and pull-ups. And then my last one was on kettlebells for core. And I have to plan and uh, get out my one for November. So I, I, have, I don't have a date or a title yet, but that's going to come out soon. I also just started doing monthly webinars. So my one last month was on how to lose belly fat. Again, I got to plan my November coming up here pretty soon. And then I run Zoom classes every single day. So I think we talked about this on Motivation Monday, how we closed our brick and mortar in Miami uh, due to COVID. And it kind of has given me the opportunity to work on the company as a whole and uh, not focus so much on the day-to-day -day of running a gym, but more on the macro and the, the big picture of the company and building content and writing programming. However, I still teach one Zoom class per day. And that has been awesome. So much fun. And it keeps me in the mix. You know, if I was working on this company and writing programming, how uninspiring is that to like never be doing Epic? 
you know, so it's kind right. of, you're, you at least are, you know, you're, you're, you're still in the mix of it. You, you didn't exactly. lose touch. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. I so like I'm in that. touch with the people. I'm in touch with the members. I'm in touch with coaching and innovating. And, uh, so that's a lot of fun. Anyone obviously can now join that, which is great news. So you could just, if you want to join that, you could just, um, I'm sure you'll provide links, but I have a, a link tree with all of my, workshops and uh, online programs. And then if you want to join the zoom, it's really just email me Cassidy at epicintervaltraining.com. I don't, I don't put it out there just to anyone to click and buy. I like to have a conversation with people. Um, and oh, okay, good. Yeah. I was, I was actually wondering that I was wondering yeah. if it's something that you could just click on the website or, or what? No. So that's the only thing, you know, if you email me, I will send you a, a link, but I kind of like to give people the rundown. It, it's funny. Like when you do a, a gym, like you, you have a gym, which we've had many times you have, you know, your membership. That's the main thing you want to have, right? Members, recurring membership. Then you have your third parties like class pass and, um, Zen res, all these different third party apps where people book through you and you have your drop-ins. Well, I have the unique opportunity of like setting my own standard in that. And my standard is member. You could become a member. Okay. And that's it. I don't want drop-ins. I don't want to have to deal with drop-ins. I, I love the old school mentality of a membership. So I know every single one of my members. I know them by name. Um, I know something about them personally. Like I, I like to know people. Um, and also I don't want people, someone just random from online clicking and buying. And I don't, you know, I want to be able to onboard them correctly, let them know, how it works and right what your what your 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 method is and and all that yeah exactly so just that's this is the one thing where i like to people to email me uh before they become members but yeah i teach live once every single day and i always record it and it's posted to our private facebook group so if you miss it live you could catch it there i'm always posting oh wow that. okay Yep. So I'm always posting in that group too. We run little challenges. I give my members discounts on my workshops, stuff like that. So it's a fun little tight knit uh, group I have. That's awesome. No, that's really cool. I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't know that you 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 can you know you can attend it afterwards too. So that's that's really neat. Yeah, that's kind of the key. Like you know, when you start when we started this, when the gym just closed, we were trying to maintain a big schedule for people. Like we had we kept our three coaches, we had three classes a day, but um, you know, as time went on and we had to shut down the gym, I had to go to a different model that I could just maintain myself. And honestly, I, I picked a schedule that worked for myself and being a mother. Like I still, the thing that sucks about fitness and being a mom or a parent is if people do fitness on hours where you want to be with your kids, right? Before work slash school, after school slash work. And that's now going to work for me. <laughs> like very, I want, very true. Very yeah, true. Yeah. So I, I did a schedule there for me. I have two, two evening classes. Um, the rest are lunch classes and then uh, my weekends at 10 a.m. And sometimes I'll even give myself, let somebody sub for me on Sunday, one of my old coaches and give myself the day off. So um, it works out really well. I have plenty of people that can, especially since so many people are working from home, they can attend that lunch class. So, and otherwise I, they have the recordings. I always, I always, you know, tell people I, I'm not, a, I'm not a morning person, right? Like I always am delaying, you know, morning stuff. Like I'm always like saying like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll do it in a little bit or, you know, whatever. So when I, when I, uh, you know, see that, that you do like lunch classes, I'm like, man, those are, those are more appealing. I, I love working out middle of the day because 
I hate working out before work and I, I don't hate it. It's, it's a lot more uh, appealing to me than before work, but I, I don't necessarily love working out after work because there's so many other distractions, right? When you're after yeah. work, you got, you got, you know, especially now with the kids, but before with kid before kids, it was like, every, that's when everybody wants to hang out. That's when everybody wants to see each other, you know, and, and just like relax and, and, and do whatever. So I love I completely lunchtime agree. workouts. That's my favorite time. Speaking of which my lunch class starts in one hour and you're welcome to come. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm finishing up sober October. So I, I've been doing pull-ups, burpees, push-ups, squats, and sit-ups for a month. So I need to focus on that because I am right now in uh, second or I'm sorry, fourth or third place. I gotta, I gotta look at the, the well, leaderboard. Epic class has to get you some points now. Yeah. Epic class does get points. It does get points, but um, Reps. it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's reps. So not necessarily going to be very helpful. Hey, well, there. You they... can sub stuff in. You can, I, I give you permission to sub out a station and hit your pushups, pull-ups and whatever. I, uh, you know, it's, it's so great. I, I started off and I was able to do like two to three pull-ups in a row. Cause I haven't done pull-ups in probably six months, seven months. And then all of a sudden I started doing pull-ups and I was like doing two to three at a time. And then I would have to hop down and then I'd hop back up and do two to three more. And then now I'm like, I'm able to do like eight in a row. So I'm, I'm like loving life. Cause I mean, in my heyday, I was able to do maybe 10 to 12 in a row, but I don't have a place to do pull-ups. So I bought one of those yeah. door jam pull-up bars and I, every time I walk through the door, I'm doing pull-ups. So I walk through that door so many times and I'm doing, I like to break it up. I do five pull-ups at a time now. Cool. And, and every time I walk through, so I walk in five pull-ups, I walk out five pull-ups. So that's 10 pull-ups every time I go into the bathroom, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> and you know me, I go to the bathroom a lot. Yeah. So me too. speaking <laughs> of which I got to pee really bad right now. All right. Well, you go, you go pee. I, I want to thank you again, um, for, for attending and, and, and sharing all this great knowledge and, and information. Uh, so thank you. And, I appreciate me. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh we will uh we'll, we'll do this again sometime in the in in the 2021 year. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Jer. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. A uh, shout out to our sponsors. Uh new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then GigiBank's for you. You can download today, and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GigiBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GigiBank in the app stores. All right, and SaberCon, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.